Oh. All right, it's Bam Smith back with the Crash Culture Podcast show. Today I have my very special guest back with me again. And regulars to the show, we got Rashad Leadhead Johnson. How y'all doing? We got Sherrod General Sky Johnson. What it is? And we got Chelsea. So ambitious, right? I just thought of that nickname. <laughs> you know it, hey y'all. We don't care, Chelsea. <laughs> 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 All right, man, serious note. On a serious note, we're going to talk about what is going on right now in America. A tale of two Americas. A twisted tale of two Americas. You know, because they've been killing niggas left and right without any remorse. Okay. And the latest victim along, among the long list of unjust, unarmed black men and women, sometimes too, that have been killed is George Floyd. George Floyd was choked to death by some white police officer. Just recently off the heels of the Ahmaud Aubrey case, it seemed like everybody forgot about that and they focused on this one. Because, you know, what I'm seeing is, and what I'm trying to, what I'm understanding right now about all of the things that's going on in America is the general tone in which, in the black community is, they're tired. Uh, why do white people ignore America's institutionalized racism? Rashad, why do you think that white people in this country, the majority ignores that type of heinous crimes towards its black citizens. Because of the whole idea of being not in the shoes of a black person, so they don't understand what it is to be racist targeted through police brutality. America, white America just don't understand. Yeah, they just don't understand. They just don't understand what we go through as a black community and they just don't understand the the trials and tribulations that we had to deal with over time. Chelsea, what do you think? You know, they're just going off what they were taught. Oh, interesting point. They're going off of what they were taught. So it's, it's kind of embedded in them in a way. When you look at it, a baby's not taught, like, doesn't born to hate. That's something that has to be taught. Uh, Sherrod, a, a general sky. <laughs> I, it tickles me a little bit to say his name every time. But... Uh, <laughs> General Sky, I want to know what do you think about this guy? It is privilege. That's that's basically what it is. Shit, they don't have to live in our shoes. They and they don't want to address it. They can live comfortably because privilege keeps them comfortable. But they don't have to address it because it's not targeting them. Uh, what I want to I want to pose another question, and that that just brings another thought to mind. How are police routinely allowed? to get away with this because you know most of them are not convicted when you're dealing with this type of stuff most of them just get paid administrative leave and they're able to get they're able to do what they want to do the system was built that way yeah and I and my for my point I've been telling my friends for a while now I said you don't like the way your police become that and you have more leeway to make change and as you go up in ranks as you do better you get more more power and more le leverage to make change and eventually if you work hard enough because this is America so they say so it's the land of the free and opportunity so with that ideal you can work up in ranks until you get high enough in power to where you can affect change uh, there you go yeah you see all right well, but Sherrod, you understand though speaking on that because I seen a video the other day and it was this black FBI agent was outside sitting, and there was two white cops pulled up on him and racial profiled him, and with racial profiling, 
they went and detained him, handcuffed him, and he blatantly told him, go look in my back pocket. You talking about the guy with the red shirt? Yes, sir. Okay. And went in the back pocket, opened the badge, and seen was an FBI agent. These cops out here are piss scared to see a black man in power. Mm-hmm. So what my brother's saying is true, man. Yeah. To make they had him, he had him looking goofy. Real goofy, man. Real stupid. You That's have it. to work your way up. And once you get high enough, I mean, there's going to be challenges, especially for us colors. And they don't want us from the people that come from these rural communities and ghettos. You know what I'm saying? They don't want us in power simply because we know what it's like to be out here. Mm. So when we get to that type of power and we can effectively make change, you know what I'm saying? They're afraid of that because they want to keep us down. They want to see us out here shining and glistening. I'm just playing though, but really though, they don't want us to be doing. No, 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 you're right. They don't want to see us out here shining and glistening, <laughs> shine bright like a diamond, shine bright like a diamond. What do you feel like this? Oh, Chelsea almost called you Rihanna. God go, God go, God go, strike me down. God go, strike me down. The Lord, the Lord is gonna kill me. Oh, oh God, Rihanna, I'm sorry. <laughs> What did you take? Go to hell. Go. Almost choked on my water. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did. Go. Uh, anyways, I don't know why. I don't know why. We acting serious. This, this topic is very serious. It's a very serious thing. Police brutality and racial injustice in America and institu- institutionalized racism is a very serious thing. And all jokes aside, serious. I want to get your female's perspective on how you view this as a black, strong black woman trying to raise children in America. Are you afraid for your black son going into the future for his interactions possibly with the police? Yeah, because um, you teach her, you try to, with all this stuff going around with kids being killed, oh, and then the cops giving excuses, oh, well, he was reaching for Tamir something. Rice. He was reaching for something. Or, you know what I'm saying, um, it looked like he had a gun. So, you know, I had to, I was in fear of my life. You know, and then you so you teach her, you try to teach your son to keep her hands up and, you know, all these precautions of what to do to stay safe and stay alive. But yet and still, when you get pulled over and you try to intimidate all those things that, you know, you were taught and they still get killed anyway. I can only imagine the fear for black parents in America moving forward because this is really a really a serious thing. And it's been going on. And we now are kind of feeling what our parents kind of felt a little bit after the whole Rodney King and the Watts riots. Yeah. Kind of like, what do you do? Like, what do you do now? Yeah. But but this make you a good point here because I know I remember seeing two cases where we had, remember Dylan on roof, mm-hmm. white boy that shut the church? Mm-hmm. And remember that other white boy that last year shut up Texas in the Walmart and target the Hispanics? What about Stoneman Douglas? Well, that's a different story, my boy. Yeah. We're going we're we're to talk about the two Caucasians. Mm. We're going to talk about the two white people that were shot and killing innocent, you know, minorities. Mm-hmm. And both of them was taken to uh, the car without being, you know what I'm saying, brutally detained. They was not hurt. Mm. It was like, you know what I'm saying, it was going What do you hurt. think that points out? Does that point out like a... An inequality in the way Yo, police treatment of black people. Girl, that's just plain and simple as it could be. And it's plain and simple. See, yes, that's inequality. Mm-hmm. Because the man ain't, man, George Floyd, rest his soul, ain't did no violent crime. Mm-hmm. He ain't had to be detained like that. Just wrote a bad check. 
Come on. Mm-hmm. He ain't have nobody. Mm-hmm. So you tell me you had to be brutal. You got to hurt this man. And and then you got a counterpartner. Goddamn Dylan Roof who shot and killed nine people mm-hmm. maliciously. Mm-hmm. And you have this white boy getting detained peacefully. Mm-hmm. But you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be real rough and brutal to a black man. And choke him to death. Yeah, That's why our people's tired. Yeah. Our people's real tired of the shit, bro. We we we, we sitting here march. We marched with Tamir Rice. We marched for Flannery Steele. We marched for uh, Cheryl Martin. We did too many motherfucking marches, bro. Mm-hmm. We're tired. And when I'm watching them destroying the city, what else can we do? Yeah, we yeah. ain't being hurt. Mm-hmm. We're tired of the shit. I'm watching this shit every fucking day. He's on any any social platform. I see the shit and it's driving me crazy, man. It hurt my heart because I'm a young black man myself. And then one day I might have my own kids. What am I telling my son and my daughter? To, to be afraid to live in here? To be afraid to uh, police officers? I got to say she a cop. And she a damn good cop. And not every cop is bad. But my God, they fucking it up for the rest of them. We'll be back with more Crash Culture in a minute. All right, back with the Crash Culture Podcast. So, you know, we were talking about a little topic, you know, and during the break, we continued our our conversation, even though you guys couldn't listen. Um, And Rashad brought up an interesting point about how they let white guys get away with murder to a certain degree, and they try to soften their image. They try to make it seem like that they had mental issues or whatnot, whatever was wrong with them in their childhood. But when it comes to black people that are murdered unjustly, they try to assassinate their character or look for something. There gotta be something about them. The national media is a big culprit of doing this. They continue to feed those those bases and they continue to produce those storylines. And I feel like it's a plot. It's a plot to always kind of get the police officers off that commit these crimes. The system is crooked. America is crooked. Dylan Roof was a very crooked and disgusting individual, and he was very fucked up. You go into a church and kill nine black churchgoers praying, and he ain't get no form of, you know what I'm saying, police brutality. He ain't get shot down, none of that. But let it have been a black man have done the same thing to a white church. He wouldn't live until the uh, tell, tell the day. He'll be dead. He definitely wouldn't get a cheeseburger. Comparing these things to all these two incidents was driving crazy, bro. Because one was, one was murder, other one was just a bad check. Four, six years ago, same shit, and it's happening today again. Is and, and this this topic is what makes me think and question about America and the history behind America. And like, yo, where's our reason to be here, bro? Because we living here. It's, it's more scary living in America than anything else. Do you think we should go back to Africa? Man, listen, that's a that's that's a personal question for anybody that want to do it, bro. But me, personally, I will go. That's my personal thing about well, it. Well, how are you going to go? You would just pack up and leave? Shit. If I had the money, I'm gone. Pack up and gone. So you're not going to stay and fight for what your ancestors have died for and toiled for in the fields Every day. Hmm. I ain't never heard a more truer saying where they say who controls the past controls the present. And who controls the present controls the future. That's my favorite quote. That's my favorite quote. George Orwell. 
Eric Arthur Blair. That's his real name. If you ever want to look him up, look up 1984 as a book that has come from. But I don't really see them really post any um, unsavory pictures of the black women when they kill them like that. Anita, Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland. Yeah. And Anita Jefferson. The story was that she was looking through a window in her own home. So many killings, I can't even remember. Yeah. It's starting to get hard to yeah. remember the names. She wasn't even looking through the window. She was in the house eating ice cream, watching TV. No, and the police pulled up on her and shot her through the window. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I didn't even know. Chelsea, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Chelsea, what would you do or how would you feel if police pulled up on you in these types of ways, did a violent traffic stop with you and you did nothing wrong? What would you feel? How would you feel? I would just feel like, why me? Just feel like, why, is this, why is this happening to me? You know, like, what did I do so wrong or so bad? You what would be your response to them? What, how would you react to an officer saying, get out of the goddamn car and holding you at gunpoint? I would be like... Or better question, better question. How would you feel in Philando Castile's case, I mean, how would you feel if somebody, a police officer, murdered your boyfriend sitting in front of you and your child? I'll be feeling um, like, you know... Like I want justice for him. Like I'll be feeling sad, all the all those emotions, like you know, of like wanting to get like even, basically. Get even. Yeah, yeah. because I'm not gonna be like that guy who's um brother to be like, oh, I'm gonna hug this person and be like, I'm sorry, no, yeah, no, you're going to jail, you're going to jail, and I'm gonna never, I'm not gonna stop fighting until I get the justice that I need. Yeah, and I, I feel like we see that a lot. I know that a lot of black people, we have these Christian values, if you will, mm-hmm. that we hold very near and dear to our heart, and that causes us to be a very forgiving people. And I know that we are taught that we shall overcome and, and whatnot and who that, you know. Yeah, I know we got the whole MLK, silent, peaceful protest and whatnot. Um, all of these acts of nonviolence that we have continued to keep moving forward throughout the years with. Um, but what is that getting us? That that begs the, that begs the question. What did that, what was his name again? Botham Jean. Botham Jean. You know, that was the guy who was killed inside his home by the white female yeah, police Amber officer. Geiger. Amber Geiger. And, she, and then after that, she did she get convicted or no? She was convicted for 10 years. 10 years? Yes. She'll get off with like five. Five, yeah. With good behavior. Yes. You know, that's what I'm saying. All of this stuff continues to happen to us. And it's like, we keep taking this nonviolent approach. I mean, it just keeps happening to us. Right now, as it's going, it's going to be a big shootout. And a civil war is going to be happening in America on our streets. But you got to remember this, too. You got instigators and agitators. Yeah. Like Antifa, the KKK, the alt-right, that... Are mucking up the movement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really expand upon this whole riot and looting and protests and whatnot. It's kind of a fickle thing to have an opinion about because it, you can understand everybody's general rage. You can understand the general tone within the black community why we are so angry because this keeps happening. We keep trying to do everything we possibly can do to make white America feel comfortable yes. with our discomfort. In yeah. In doing so, white America still does not give a fuck. 
and continue to shit on us yeah. repeatedly yeah. with regularity. You know what I'm saying? They they have become comfortable with shitting on us mm-hmm. almost. And, 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 we, and we make it very comfortable for them doing it because we don't care. Yeah, and we, we don't care. And it's like we take all of these type of cynical approaches. Like our vote doesn't matter and mm-hmm. we can't do anything. And we get this this tone of this attitude that we're helpless. Okay. And then we just ball up into a corner and just follow the trends or whatever's going on. And it's like our mind is stuck on autopilot. Black people are following a religion. But the funny thing is, we are the religion. Because everybody's trying to do what we do. Wow. You know, in uh, ancient Egyptian culture, they taught black people that they are gods. And I know my all my whole teppers out there already know what I mean. We got to stop getting that attitude of, you know, we shall overcome. We going to keep singing this hymn until they finally let us in the door. It's not getting us nowhere. Shit. Even hell and heaven war. So what the point? What's the point? Ooh, that's true. Hell and heaven be at war. Well, you're trying to take a spiritual context to this type hey, of thing. Sometimes you got to, man. You got to. Like I said, that this whole peaceful protesting is spiritual. It's based around spiritually um, uh, adaptation. So mm-hmm. let's take it spiritually with them, too. Hmm. So... Remember last time when I told you that it's a bunch of different types of, of war? This is one of them wars. And I feel like the, the media is trying to incite a race war. And not only the media, but the system is trying to incite a race war. So let's be careful. Let's be careful now. It ain't, it ain't every police officer. There's good cops out there. Um, let's be careful now. It ain't all white people in America. Yeah, I don't think I have true. to say this. Yeah. I don't think I should have to say this. What's understood don't got to be explained. I don't want to get people in the, the mindset of, oh, he's lumping all white America into this basket. And he's saying that all of us are evil, cynical uh, uh, crackers that only want to destroy and pillage and rape and murder. And don't care about nobody else. Yes, that may have been your ancestors. There are some still some decent white people out there in the world. And those decent white people need to keep the pieces of shit in check. Okay. And uh Yeah, that's really how much uh, that's that's really how I feel about that. The massacre of Black Wall Street. <laughs> It's just, it almost puts me at a loss for words that that happened in 1921. And here we is in 2020. Damn near over 100 years. We in 2020. We in 2020. And this shit, this crazy ass shit still popping off like it's popping off. And, you know, a lot of my white friends would try to have me believe that um, we've come so far. Why people got to do that? Why they got to beat up on that white business owner running out? in the middle of the street with a sword trying to attack his business because there's a material possession that can be replaced. Yep. Well, well, why they got to deface CNN like that? CNN is a news organization. They got property insurance. That shit can be replaced. That shit can be repainted over. But we can't get back these black men and women and children that have been killed for unjust reasons. I just want to continue to beat that into your head and get you to understand that there has been a war on the black community for hundreds of years in America since we have been brought over here on slave ships there has been a war against us and a lot of us are walking around this bitch sleep okay 
All of us been walking around this motherfucker sleep. And I want us to wake up and understand that we need to organize and come with a better approach about how we handle these types of issues and these types of situations. And maybe we won't be as unorganized and chaotic when certain things like this go on. What type of plans of action can we do to build a black Wall Street and have them not bomb it? A lot of people say it's the women because the woman cares for the child, and that is true. But it is the child at the end of the day that is going to continue to nation build. So we got to focus on them, developing them, and teach them how to continue to build a community and continue to be self-sufficient for themselves, okay? And we got to teach them also how to defend themselves and how to educate themselves in a the correct manner. If not, we're going to get a bunch of these young thugs, if you will. And young thoughts. And young thought, yes. young thoughters, if you will. With no purpose in life, no meaning, no understanding to uh, or no direction of where they're going in life. You know what I mean? Just want to sit around all day long and make TikTok videos, you know? Which is also them following the Caucasian culture. Mm. And, and talking about that, they're using the TikTok um, app that's made by the Chinese who are racist, really racist to the black people. Oh, so they're giving racist money. What's new? <laughs> What's new? When happened the black community give racist money? Um, oh, and speaking on that, Joe, on the uh, TikTok, TikTok thing, did you know that TikTok took down the black, um, all life black, all life black lives matter, um, slogan off of it because they don't want to see it. No shit. We have to start stop investing in all these racist companies and invest in ourselves. So support black-owned business is what you're saying, Chelsea. Yes. And we also need to build our own banks. And how do you suggest we do that? Get put our money together. And just, you know what I'm saying, create a structure, build our own banks, and go from there and so we can put our own money in our own. That's not a real suggestion for how we do that. You know that, right? We have $5 trillion spending power as a community. How do we organize? How do we get and convince the uber rich in the black community, like these celebrities? Those people alone have enough money to build Wall Street and build black banks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But why do you think they're not doing it? Because their income comes from the whites. Oh, but I'm saying they, they could channel that and flip that into... Yeah. It comes from everybody, really. You, you're right, but majority of consumers is basically the rich whites. You see what I'm saying? What's your point about these black celebrities? What are they doing? What, 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 how does, what are you saying is... I, I get what you're saying. I get where you're going. You're saying that white people spend money with them just as much as black people. Okay, Not we get that. that. But at the same time... Like they take they what what you, what they said or like they take off our they invest in our culture. Mm -hmm. What they say, but they invest in it because it's cool. They don't want to lose their investments with the white. That's people. basically what you're saying. Yeah, you're saying they being some goddamn Uncle Tom niggas, and they don't want to lose their investments <laughs> from the white people. people. They're scared. And not not exactly like that. Simply because. What's his dude name? Tyler Perry. 
Shots out to that man. Mm-hmm. That man got his own studio, so he make his own film. He had his own. Music. But he built that off the black people, the I black community. That, but I'm not saying that's who watches not, films they're mostly. Not, they're not getting, yes. they're not getting to my. I, I, I want to understand. I'm trying to, to understand. I, my point for bringing him up was shots out to him because that's his own media set. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He did that without them. But look at these big performers like. Jay Z, for instance, mm-hmm. now he's making more money profiting off of the NFL. You see what I'm saying? And that's a white man industry. LeBron, Jay Z's friend, you know, um, <laughs> he profits off the white community I just mean, as much as everybody else. At the same time, look at what LeBron James doing. You see what I'm saying? What is he doing? You see what he done brought to. to what what is he doing? He brought schools. For his community. A school for everybody in that community. I understand that. What is specifically targeted toward the black community that he's done? Where he came from. That's where he came from, right? What? There's white people over there, too. I understand that. But everywhere you go, you're going to have white people. Mm-hmm. But what has he done specifically for the underprivileged black men, women, and children in his community? Like I said. That's your man's. That's your boy. You love him. Like I said, what he did, he brought schools in. He got them going to school, going to college. He paid. He got everybody in that community going to school and going to college. You don't. You still don't get no point. You see what I'm saying? That's less fortunate people. Mm Mm-hmm. And majority of them is black. At least he's doing something. No, not like those other other NFL. Oprah's doing something. Oprah builds schools. Jay Z builds schools. All of them people build schools. Dr. Uman Johnson builds schools. What are you saying? I said at least they're they're all contributing to their community in their own way. Mm. Unlike some who rather just sit on their money and not do nothing. Mm. What about? I want to know. I want. I'm, I'm, I'm interested at, to know this. I'm just. I was just joking about the LeBron thing. I know LeBron does good for his community. I know a lot of a lot of black athletes and celebrities, and entertainers do a lot of good stuff in their communities to affect real change and stuff like that. And they, LeBron is one of those athletes that have been very vocal about these issues. I know. I know. I'm just fucking with you. But what I want to know. And J Cole, he was in the field with them people. Wale too. And who else? Who else been? Who else did we speak? No, 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 I don't want to hear about Ti because he got up there and tried to defend the, the uh, police. Uh, I've seen a video of him trying to defend the police. I don't really care about him right now. He kind of destroyed those type of, with those, Look at look at Mayweather. Look at Jay Z. My my whole thing behind all this is these athletes and performers. If they really wanted to build Black Wall Street back, they have the resource for that. You see what I'm saying? That's true. All of them come together. They can be the market leaders. That's true. And they're not taking advantage of that. They want because they're they're leaking off of the Caucasian white people because they can't make a name without them. Without them, although they have their brand, their name is. Not- what? Why do you think that they can't make a name without them? They made their name yeah. off of getting into they're, they're the not, ring. I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me make a point about something. Deontay Wilder. Mr. To this day, he has always stayed true to who he is and got in the ring. He's made millions of dollars. He doesn't need nobody money. They paid to see him. A lot of that's my point. That's my point right there. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's my point. But without the white supporters, look at what. Um, look at how much money. Mm -hmm. How look at how much more money they make if it was just blacks. 
If a white man want to cancel you, they can. Because that's their, that's their platform. What? If they want to cancel you, they yeah. can. If you're using their media. Who created cancel culture? I think the black community created cancel culture. Or you know what it might be, the transgender or the, the LGBTQ community. community. We're not going to get into that. We know it's a real strong takes on that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? How you going to give? I'm talking about using a white man. You're not getting everything I'm saying. You're cutting short. short. You're shortening what I'm saying and you're splitting hairs. What I'm saying directly is if these white people wasn't involved in these performers, because look at them, all of them have- Performers are celebrities. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? They wouldn't be making as much money. Just like back when they had- I beg to differ though. That's why I'm splitting hairs. No, Because I beg to differ. I think that they still would make a lot of money because we have a big spending power in the black community. Okay, so look at okay, so if it was like that, look at the look at how back back in the days when there was just so or when there was segregation. Look at how baseball was strictly black, and then look at the strand. Which athletes made more money? You can't say who did and who didn't yes, you because, can, because oh, all right, all right, Sherrod, 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 let me explain they something to you. That. Let me explain something to you. If the white people had more money back when it was segregated and all of this, then a third, how the hell did we get Black Wall Street? Why you think they want to? Why you think? But how do we get Black Wall Street? Answer that question. How do we get Black Wall Street if the white people had all of the money at that time during segregation? Probably right after slavery, they had all of the money. But during segregation, uh, yeah. at a certain point, uh, we started getting more prosperous and we started getting our own money I'm, and building I, I our did, own. I didn't own take thing. that away from them, but you're still missing the point where I'm saying that if it wasn't, look at, if you look at them, why you think they wanted to integrate blacks into white sports? Because they needed us to make them more money. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Yeah, exactly my point. It ain't even only that. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted more af, they had, they wanted. They, they wanted their sport to be more entertaining. Athletes, yeah. They wanted better athletes, and white guys usually ain't athletes. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Although they always had these support. The Yankees was a multi-million dollar team before. You I don't know about multi-million dollar team before. You know, uh, baseball existed in this country for a very long, very long time. So before, I don't know about the Yankees being. Black athletes I don't know about multi-million dollar without TV. People had to actually go to the ballpark and watch it. They spent money and bought. You see what I'm saying? But it was boring. Nobody really wanted to watch it. Everybody knew who it was. Cause I don't know about it. I don't watch. It. I don't watch baseball today. I don't watch baseball till this day. I tried. I tried. I used to. I, only thing I do with baseball, I play MLB. The show uh, I played the MLB video game. I can't really. If I have to sit through a whole baseball game. Oh my god! Oh, you know, remember that Wii Sports game that they had? The baseball Wii Sports. Man, I almost threw that damn controller through the TV a couple of times trying to swing for home runs and shit. Now that's fun, but actually, I think that baseball is like the only sport in the world where it's more fun to play it than watch it. You know, you know one thing about that whole baseball thing. Do you know the blacks made it more popular? If you think about it. They make everything more popular, Sherrod, Rashad. I mean, basketball, yeah, when they integrated it, it became very interesting. And uh, football, the same thing, too. I mean, genetically speaking, mm-hmm. black people 
are on average more superior genetically. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to sports. So uh, that could probably be a reason why they hate us so much. But we're getting a little bit off topic. Like I said, to, to yesterday marked the anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. And what I'm really trying to get to is this. How do we build another black Wall Street and then keep replicating it all over all over in uh, this modern world? Atlanta kind of has their own kind of version of a black Wall Street. If you've been paying attention to Atlanta, think about Tyler Perry Studios over there, CNN got their headquarters over there. It's a bunch of celebrities that have moved there. Um, the music scene is now kind of like parked in Atlanta. Atlanta's like the epicenter for the black community right now in our culture in a lot of ways. And um, I feel like that they're driving, they're one of those black Wall Streets in a lot of ways. But how do we get more? How do we get more of, of these places like Atlanta throughout America? How do we get more of these black communities that are prosperous and everybody wants to be involved? Everybody understands the history of the community and then they understand what it means for them to pitch in and do their part to change the community and push it forward. How do we get more of that attitude in the black community across America? Like the, the crab in the bucket mentality that Dad, yeah. I like that. The, yeah, but she, she worded it better. The crabs in the bucket mentality, we all talk about that as a black community. Yeah. We always talk about that. The crabs in the bucket mentality. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, we would go really, really far. When you're supposed to want to see our brother and sister, you know what I'm saying? We wasn't want to see our brothers and sisters succeed. The mentality we have that was taught to us because people want better. People want like to hold people down. People like to shine, look better. You know what I'm saying? That's all a part of the same thing. You know what I'm saying? The greed thing too. That's a big part of it. The greed thing is crabs in the bucket. The, the greed is, for me is wanting and not giving back. Hmm. So what are you saying? You're saying that the reason why we haven't reached, we haven't reached this, this uh, new prosperous moment in the history of our black community is because we have a lot of black people that take and don't give back. Is that what you're saying? Who are some of these people? that take and don't give back. Do you care to call any of you out by name? Or is it the cultural appropriators like Daniel Hernandez, AKA 6ix9ine, who gets on TV and yells all of these profane words and tell everybody to suck his that dick and nigga. You know, it, it's, it's, it's people like that. Yes, his name is Daniel Hernandez. We're not, we're not focusing on that. We're focused on the, the type of cultural appropriation okay. that, you know, where everybody wants black culture from everybody else but yeah. black people. I mean... That is exactly what I mean. Don't get me wrong. I like Cardi B. And she yeah. hasn't done anything. She kind of speaks out on political issues and stuff like that yeah, from time to time, too. But at the, at the same time, remember, the message that her music presents is kind of like the City Girls' message of their music that they present. It's not one of promotion. It's not one of positivity. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. But the thing is, she got to do what she has to do to make her money. Okay, the well. Day, she has a child. That adds to the crabs in the bucket mentality. Exactly. But she's giving 
but she's more like, okay, you know, social awareness my of thing, what's going on. My thing is how you destroying the people and trying to help them out. Of you know what I'm saying? That don't make sense. That's like taking five dollars and giving me mentally, back a quarter. That's destroying them mentally and making them act a certain way, and then all of a sudden you trying to give back. That's like you stab me. And then you come give me a, a one single band-aid. <laughs> come on, man. You see what I'm saying? That's what it's doing. It's it does more harm than a, good. But that's what a lot of industry entertainers now. Mm, a lot of them do that. A lot of them trying to try to uh, feed you the poison, and then give you some candy afterward, and, and hope you feel time, better. The younger generation who gives them all these views and all these plays. Yes, is the one that's feeding them. Is the ones that's motherfucking giving them. They're the ones. They're poisoning their minds from an early age. So they grow up and they get into these motherfuckers. Sure, you can't only blame the kids though, bro. I'm not blaming the kids. I'm blaming the performers. But listen, hold on now. You gotta blame the parents because they're the one that's condoning. That's true too. Mm-hmm. If the parents was that condoning them fucking kids, go on YouTube and watch these contents of fuckery, then we would never have it. It's all over. You can. You it's called childproof. You can. Because the parent could be the one that teaches your kids. Yeah. Teach your kids what's good to watch, what's not good to watch, and what's more fucking. Well, speaking of YouTube, that's one of the motherfucking reasons why I don't be having these videos on goddamn YouTube like that. Because they be censoring shit the fuck out of a motherfucker. <laughs> they censor the hell out of a bitch. I ain't with that censorship. Because you know me, I got to tell it like it is, uncut and raw, and give it to you. You know, it's going to be certain things I'm going to talk about on there that they're going to fucking demonetize or take down the video automatically. You know, um, so yeah, it, it's 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 really on the parents. It really is. You know, and, and like I say, if you do a nation building, if you're trying to build a sturdy foundation, it starts with the ones that's going to be controlling the nation. You got to think about with them in mind, you got to think about what type of legacy you're leaving in order to build these nations of black Wall Streets all across America. You know, that's really what I'm going to get to. You know, um, it starts with the kids. What are we investing in them toward the future? Yes, it is fine for them to enjoy life and have a good time and listen to their favorite artists. You know what I'm saying? But they got to understand, don't follow these people so much. Be a leader. We got too many followers in here, okay? You know what I'm saying? We got way too many followers in here that only want to go with the trends. And a lot of the time, these artists don't live the life they promote. Nope. Exactly. Nope. A lot of them may not be in these streets for real, man. But that's what they talking about. So these kids need to learn how to... These kids need to learn how to turn it off. They need to learn how to turn off that programming in their mind that makes them feel like that they got to be one of those rappers. Listen, we're not going to talk about nobody... Right now, directly, we've already had that moment in time to cover them. We already, we're getting to the fact that nation building starts with the kids and promoting positive images for them to think about. We'll be right back. Reparations in the black community. I know a lot of people cringe when they hear that, especially white people, they cringe when they hear that. We don't have the money. I think if there's one thing that we can agree on, that this whole coronavirus situation proved that America is full of shit when they say that they don't got the money mm. to pay out reparations because they automatically pulled how many trillions of dollars out of two trillion dollars out of thin air? It was more than two trillion. You sure it was just two trillion? I remember it was two trillion. And then they was talking about pulling more trillions of dollars out of thin air. Wow. 
You know, it's it's it baffles me that they could come up with this money out of the blue for this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They, they say that so the economy won't implode. Whatever excuse that you want to come up with, it doesn't make any sense to me because at the end of the day, it has been so many other communities of people, so many other ethnic groups of people that have received reparations. We could talk about the Irish that received reparations from America. We could talk about the Jews that received reparations from America. Or we could talk about the most infamous Native Americans that received reparations from America. Um, all of which are having prosperous communities all around the world. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. The Seminoles just built this big ass guitar in Guitar Hotel. Then they got this Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, and they got the Hard Rock Stadium. And they got another one building in Las Vegas Hotel. That's what I'm saying. They, they all got their own community. They got their own civilization out there. They got their own police force to deal with them. Ain't that something? What if black people had their own police force to deal with each other? You know what I'm saying? They had their own reservations. A lot less death. Yeah, a lot less, man. That would be our own Wakanda. We could build our own Wakanda with this this newfound wealth. Say it, say it. I like say it. Say it, say it. Wakanda forever! You know what I mean? We can build that with that newfound type of wealth. And it is, you know, it makes a lot of sense to me, you know, giving black people a couple thousand dollars every month. So it's a choice if we want to go work or not work or build an even better nation, a bigger nation or whatnot. I think that it would lead to a lot less crime in the black community. I think that that would solve a lot of issues. I think it probably bring more job opportunities to the community as well. So crime rates will go down and people will go up and... Yes, black-on-black black crime. That's what a lot of people like to point to whenever they're talking about these issues to try and deflect from what's really happening and what's the real reason why these things are going on. I think that the real reason is money. money. At the end of the day, what did they say? Cash rules everything around me. Cream. Get the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. You know, and that is the reason, and that is the root cause of what is really happening today. It is the money. Money is making motherfuckers go crazy around this bitch. Not just black people, but white people too, because they're mad. They really want to keep it all. They want to hoard it all and keep it to themselves. Greed is what I keep saying. But you talking about, yeah, well, greed in more than one way is destroying the world. In more, more than one way. You know, that's the main word I could have drew up for. It yeah, that, that I think that's what it should be. Instead of people saying that money is the root of all evil, greed is the root of all evil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everything begins and ends with it. And I think that the wealth inequality and the gap in the median black household today is, if not worse as it used to be back in our great grandparents day, is at the same is on par with the same thing. And um, how far have we come? I don't think that far at all. I think we have become more civil or more overt in our racism to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, things have things really changed? Of Black men and women and children could get shot down in the street and nothing could be done. They receive no justice, no retribution. Um, or have we really changed if we're still... The majority of the minorities are still poor. Have we really changed if we are still less educated, less healthy? 
have we really changed as a community and as a society that we still face the majority of the problems that we faced when Martin Luther King was marching? Have we really changed? How far have we really come? These are the questions people need to ask themselves, not just the black community, but also our white counterparts in the white community. How far have we really come? And have we really been doing all we can to help make, a better, make this world a better place? This has been another episode of Crash Culture. We out.